Tracy Cook and welcome to the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those that have overcome obstacles in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious that now support and inspire others to do the same. And today we're giving a voice to Jimmy Clare from Pennsylvania. How are you today? Good, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, I just wanted to let our audience know a little bit about you because what you're doing uh, to inspire others and uh, lead a charge of change and um, advocacy is Jimmy is a motivational speaker. He's an autism advocate, author, and founder of crazyfitnessguy.com. He has overcome many obstacles and adversity in his life, and Jimmy is ready to help motivate you into a healthier life. You have got a lot of things going on. Uh, who is Jimmy, and where does your story start? So people are going to know that I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I had a, rough childhood growing up because I was bullied in, um, from elementary school all the way up to high school. And uh, uh, I've been through a lot of different challenges. I had doctors who told me I was going to walk with that brush, uh, uh, crutches or braces on my uh, legs, but uh, I had neither. Um, I also had people uh, I had teachers tell my parents I wouldn't be able to read higher than a second grade level. I'm mean, currently in college. Uh, I I had I met a lot of doubters, and uh, it's it, it's I don't find that there are people putting their limiting beliefs on someone because just because they have a different way of life as it's, we got to stop labeling people and we got to stop assuming, oh, this person is going to become, I don't know, uh, a, a useless kind of person and not live up to anything in life. It's, it's disgraceful. Mm. And how did you manage with the, the bullying and things like that? That must have uh, taken its toll, Jimmy. What kind of things... Um, uh, did got you to to see out of that, or was it keeping you down for a long time, Jimmy? How did you how did you deal with all that mentally? Well, mentally, it took a very big toll on me. Uh, the stuff that, that happened in elementary school. Um, well, the first time I, I went, really, I don't know if I would consider. Bullying because uh, because um, uh, later in life I'm I met up with the two people who were starting it at first, but then they started to become very friendly and nice to me. So I don't know if they were just having a hard time of communicating well because I know I had a hard time communicating well back then as well, and but. Then the next two people who started the bullying, um, I just kept on kicking my chair on the on the bus, and uh, as I again, I don't know if you, you would call it so much 
bullying, but I consider I kind of just categorize it under that because it just gets them annoying the heck out of me, and I I just hate to be on the bus in general. And then in uh, middle school and high school, I met very tough bullies that uh, that did some question very questionable stuff to me. They slapped me in the back of the neck. Spinal stenosis. For me, it's hard for me to move my head left and right and up and down. And uh, I remember my doctor saying that if I got severe whiplash, I could be paralyzed from then head down. And I was like, great news, doc. Appreciate it. And uh, he's he also um, and so. By high school in eleventh uh, grade, after just three hundred sixty something days a year in school, or however long the school year goes to, I I uh, I was bullied nonstop, and if I took a huge toll on me, where I absolutely hated getting up and going to school. And I just, there's mornings where my mom needed to drive me out of bed because I was like, why do I have to go to school? It's like, I was like, you have to get to, you have to go to school or you can tell your grandma why you didn't graduate. And it's like, ah, geez, just bring, just bring up in, uh, uh, just bring that card in. And it was like, I don't want to be the only grandson that didn't graduate uh, high school or, and whatnot. And so finally, uh, 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 so me and my dad uh, saw this commercial on uh, TV for P90X. And so uh, I was around that time, I was almost 180 pounds overweight. And, uh, and like I was at the, the line for nearly being obese for my age group, which was 180 back then. I don't know what it is now. Uh, but um, they, the doctors told me like, Jimmy, you could lose some weight, and I'm like, look, he's talking. Um, so, and I was like, my, like, my doctors tell me to lose weight, and it's like, and he's a little chunky too. So I was like, really? And I, like, I, was like, I never liked people who tell, who try to tell other people what to do, but they don't take their own advice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you don't take your own advice, how do you call yourself a leader? I was like, for me, I take I take my advice every single day, except there's occasions like my birthday or holidays where I might uh, I might uh, throw my advice out the window and and uh, and treat myself to something extra, but it's never uh, for just out of the blue. Well, I mean, it was out of the blue. It's, because it's like a special occasion, like a wedding or something I'm going to, and then I can, and, and something that's not business related, so then that's okay. But other than that, I stay kind of true. I try to stay true to myself and my what I live by. Because how am I supposed to be a motivational speaker if I'm uh, if I don't live up by my own rules or live by what I stand for? And Definitely. so, uh, so me and 
my dad did uh, P90X and uh, I lost 30 pounds. And I remember uh, in it, the very first week and I was cr literally crawling up the stairs. I was like, I don't, I didn't even know I had muscles in these certain places of the body. And I was like, oh. And but I pushed through every single day because I knew that I'm not going to feel better about myself if I don't lose the weight. And so finally, I, I was about halfway done a program where I started seeing muscle definition and everything. And I started buying some new clothes. And I went, so there was one day in um, high school, we were in math class and the boys were picking on me, they were picking on my friends. And, and I know teachers uh, who eventually sent them down to the principal's office, but like, that doesn't always work. And, and I've been reporting principals nonstop in high school and middle school. There's some principals who listen and some principals who kind of just they're like, oh, bullying doesn't exist. And say, like, you mean out there or in here? Because your brain is like, uh, like you might be smoking some weed or something because it's like, wake up and smell the coffee because, uh, yeah, it, it, it does exist. And it's like, maybe if you start warming in the hallways, you'll see it. And, mm. uh, but none of them kind of listen. So I lost so in that in math class, but the the bullying took place. Some more bullying took place. I finally had the guts to uh, get up and get up and during the class. And this was right after that they made fun of my uh, friend who happened to be in a wheelchair. Who uh, like the the doors is like this narrow for a wheelchair, and so and she had one of those wheelchairs where um, there was a joystick on it and it was hard to maneuver I mean for me if, if I had if I had one and I was like there's no way I could get through this stupid door and I was like, it's not, like these doors were not made for a wheelchair and so sometimes she had hard getting out of the bar so she uh, hit the door frame with it and really snickered, and it's like, yeah, I like to see you freaking uh, drive one of those things through the door. Let me know how you do. And mm -hmm. so, um, so at the last, so once she told, me, so once I heard them making fun of that again, I just got up, and the teacher saw me, and like, Jimmy, sit back down, and it's like. Hold on one second. And so I went up to the bus. I screamed and cursed and yelled and, and everything and called everybody, called them all the names in the book right back at them. And it's like, if you dare pick on me and my friends again, it's like, you'll be sorry. And and uh, they tried one more time and I got one of them expelled. And once they heard that, one of them got expelled and it's like, do you want to be a friend? And it's like, no, I don't want to be a friend. And leave me freaking all alone. <laughs> and so you're reclaiming your power with them. Yeah. 
And how, how powerful did that feel when you were reclaiming and taking your own power back? That must have felt pretty good. Yeah, I felt like I was on top of the world. <laughs> That's awesome. And how were your parents um, supporting you through all of this time as well? Were they um, uh, in, in talks with the school about the bullying as well? Um, I'm not really sure, to be honest, because, um, and not that I'm saying that they weren't there, but I'm, I, there was times where I came home crying so much that, uh, that I went to my room or I, I just couldn't, uh, that I just didn't know how to express myself that I needed help to others. And so they might have uh, done something along the lines, but I don't remember exactly what. I remember that there were notes back and forth from some of my teachers, but I don't know to what extent. Uh, I don't know how long the notes were. I just remember giving my teachers the notes, but I don't. I can really, really read my mom's handwriting back then because she, she has this fancy cursive writing that uh, I'm like, can you cut back a little bit so I can actually read it? Not like I'm reading every single one of her notes, but um, but like it's, she's giving me something to to uh, send over to one of my doctors or something to get a note from them or something. I was like, you're going to have to write uh, in a neater handwriting. I mean, it's like, it's nice handwriting, but it's just like so nice that you can read it almost if you know how to read super cursive because there's like some fonts on the computer. Like, what is that word? I, I can't read it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So how did you overcome all of this to go on to be the person you are today what would be the top three things that that got you um to lead a different life out of the, all of that well one of the things that helped me was losing that 30 pounds but i knew i needed to keep it off and you, you know there's no magic pill to hey let's just keep the weight off doesn't work that way and, and what people forget is that, that healthy healthy living is a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's not, oh, I'm going to diet for this X amount of months and I can eat whatever I want. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, but uh, whoever tells you, whoever told people that, um, they're cuckoo in their own head. Uh, and, and then, so the weight loss helped me. And then uh, what also helped me to become the person who I am today is that, is that with the people who didn't listen to me, uh, some teachers, some principals, some guidance counselors, and, and they're all different people that uh, didn't listen to me. And then I still have some people who don't listen to me today. And uh, they, so 
it made me want to uh, start standing up for myself and for others and say, I'm going to give the autism community a voice. And I'm going to, and it's like, I've, I know I can be blunt and say stuff without a filter at times. I've gotten better to have a filter, but when, when people absolutely get me annoyed, I'm like on my soapbox and I, I want to, uh, I, I just want to get my message out there to everyone and tell them, you know, it's not right for these people who, uh, who label people who are like, oh, well, well, don't think about it. Like colleges, uh, they don't have, by law, they don't have to give you accommodations. And that's why a lot of people with extra challenges, autism or something else, uh, they, they don't go to college because colleges don't have to. And I think it's, I think it's a shame on colleges part because, you know, it's logically thinking, well, okay, if we cater to the people with extra challenges, we get more money in the end. So, you know, I think, oh, well, you know, it'd be a win-win. So, you know, but some people in some places don't think logically. And and I've been seeing that throughout my years of running Crazy Fitness Guy. I'm like, wait, more students, more money. And it's like, yeah, we'd have to do a little bit more work, but okay, more work, more money. Yeah, sounds about sounds pretty good <laughs> to me. Um, but again, I was like, oh well, we're gonna keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Well, one of my favorite quotes about uh, from Albert Einstein: Well, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result, uh, th that's the definition of insanity. Because it does. Because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And expecting a different result, it doesn't work. That's it. Yeah, it things change don't change that. unless they change. <laughs> and then the third thing, uh, uh, I just, I, I think what helped me was my, uh, just my support that I had throughout the years, friends, family, uh, relatives, etc., who have helped me. Uh, and, and there was teachers and guidance counselors along the way who uh, listened and helped me. Uh, I mean, I had a lot of other teachers and some other guidance counselors, counselors that didn't. I'm not going to name any names, but uh, uh, but, but because uh, I had my support group and who helped me. And by a support group, I don't mean like an official support group. I mean, this is made of friends and families and uh, teachers I trusted and uh, and guidance counselors I trusted. So uh, to them, they helped me made me to the person who I am today. That is fantastic. So you've really come out the other side of bullying and you've risen above. You've got a fantastic support system in place now to a point where you're actually helping um, motivate an autism advocate as well. And what kind of 
message would you like to leave the audience on today as well? Well, my message to people is that autism is not the end of the world. It's not a disease. It's just a different way of life. And people who have said to me, some people ask me, is I, is, uh, well, I saw this question on uh, Google once, and it's like, is autism dangerous? And it's like, no, autism is not dangerous. But I feel like people who don't know much about autism or they don't understand us being autistic are more dangerous to us than we are to them. And so I think, yeah, autism is not the end of the world and it doesn't need to be cured. And we just need to, and what I think what's also annoying, one thing we need, I feel like the society needs to do is that, you know, they want us to fit, they want people with autism and extra challenges to fit in with the normals of life. Well, I went to a, a national support group back in, uh, in school, learning how to communicate better with others. Well, I think society should be made the same in respect. Mm, I agree. I agree fully, definitely. And we just have to be kinder and more empathetic as well, don't we, to each other, no matter no matter what's going on with each other, just human definitely. to human. Mm, 100%. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your story, Jimmy. I know this will touch many hearts and, um, and just... Uh, know that uh, you are appreciated and you're doing wonders in the world you're a leader a change maker and I'm so glad that um, you're an autism advocate um, as well and helping change and save so many lives so thank you for being very brave to share your story and we'll be sharing where to connect with you you are appreciated and you can find the Victim to Victory podcast series on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and our Facebook group. So please subscribe, share, and comment to help be the change that the world needs, just like Jimmy Claire is changing the world. And let me leave you with a message of figure out who you are and do it on purpose. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for having me.